0: On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here is our host, Joyce Buford.
1: Good morning. Welcome. It's a great day here, a little bit, a little chilly, and I'm in the south of the United States. And uh, so this is sort of unusual weather for us. But... The conversation is going to be very interesting this morning as we're going to be talking with Cheney Weiner. He is the authority on human, human potential and personal development. He is the founder of Cheney Institute of Human Potential, an organization dedicated to empowering people worldwide in all seven areas of their life, financial, physical, family mental, spiritual, vocational, and social. He helps clients discover their hidden brilliance and uniqueness based on what is most important to them. Cheney has been featured on Montel Across America with Montel Williams, Martha Stewart Living Radio, and Hay House Radio to mention a few, just a few, Of his appearances. He is dedicated to filling his life's purpose by helping people live more empowered lives by realizing their magnificence and brilliance through the tremendous amount of value they contribute to the world. He has authored a book, his book, in 2015, entitled Because This Is Your Life. How to Live a Meaningful Life While Feeling Respected, Appreciated, and Recognized for Who You Are and All That You Do. On the softer side of Chaney, he lives in Harrellsbury, New Jersey and is single. So welcome, Chaney,
2: to the program today. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. And just let me mention something really quick. I'm going to make a little change here. The last name's Weiner, not Weiner. I had to get (gasps) that in. Dang. That's okay. In fact, it's funny because I I actually talk about that in my book. So it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. I am so sorry. It is Weiner. That's all right. (laughs)
1: but you know what cheney just to help you out there i am notorious for mispronouncing names i think they gave me that ticket when i went up to the line in the great heavens that you would do this um so anyway i do apologize but thank you for correcting me on them um as we start to talk today, one of the main focuses and i and this reappears in most of the, of what I read through your intro and information is a, what does it take to feel and be appreciated for who you are and all that you do? You talk a lot about appreciation um, and how does that word impacted you? Wow. <laughs> Well, first, first
2: off, first off, huh? Go ahead, go ahead. First off, that's why I wrote the book, obviously. So, but, but this whole idea of appreciation, I'll say it like this: there's this, there's this. I don't say perception, but most people out there are really promoting the idea that they can live happy lives and to be happy and having and that's great but mm-hmm. the true purpose of life is every person wants to feel appreciated and loved for who they are and all they do and yes. and, and the happiness part mm-hmm. comes in with that right so every human deep down inside they want to feel appreciated and you know they want to feel recognized appreciated and not in a self entitled it's all about me kind of way, but in a way that helps other people that, that, or as I like to say, how someone can help someone else to help other people. And it Mm -hmm. comes from the appreciation. It's being who you are, not giving up who you are to please others, but being who you are and being able to take that, your uniqueness, what makes you special, not in an entitled or self-centered way, and be able to bring that out to the world, help others, and have that benefit other people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Happiness in, you know, my book is, Effortless Happiness, which I published this year, but in there it's about getting clear about who you are. So you're you yep. adapting that also to being uh, appreciating yourself for who you are.
2: Yes, because when someone appreciates themselves for who they are, and again, it, it's important that people know what I mean by that. It's not a me, 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 I don't care about anybody else's yeah. attitude. It's, yeah. it's knowing what is it about you that brings value to the world and appreciating yourself in such a way where, where you can do that because then other people will appreciate you as well. Some right. people, let's face it, there's going to be people out there that no matter what you do, they're not going to appreciate you and that's okay, but as long as you don't give up who you are and you're appreciating yourself and also loving yourself, and again, not in a self entitled or me, me, me way, Mm -hmm. You'll draw the people to you who really belong in your life, and other people will just drop out of your life. And it's just that's just how it works,
1: right? Uh, so interesting. Well, I want to talk about your book as well. The way you wrote your book, it was just like a reference book, you can it's divided into so many chapters, but you can break it and enjoy it to go directly to the chapter that addresses the subject that you're dealing with at that time i love the way that you wrote the book because it's really easy for us in this very busy time of our life where we run out of we don't have a full day to read or something like that that we can go immediately to the point that's concerning us that day and get some enlightenment so
2: i just think well, that's I love exactly what i did and not yeah. only that but i If you noticed, I wrote it, I wrote it in the order of a life, someone's life journey from the, well, I didn't go from the time I was born. I really started off from the time when I was six and just took it through current time. So if Mm -hmm. someone is looking in the book and they go, oh, geez, you know, Mm -hmm. what about when I was younger? Well, then they can go back and look in it. It's set up in that way. Mm -hmm. A lot of moving parts and it's set up like you were saying where it's a reference and it is.
1: Um. Yeah, and why did you decide to write it that way?
2: Because I know that <laughs> I know most <laughs> most people, not all, but most people don't read a book cover to cover. And this book is three hundred fifty five pages. And re- and just a quick side note: it, the biggest challenge in writing the book was getting it under five hundred. Because I very easily could have added another hundred fifty in there, but I didn't want to do that. But I was thinking while doing that that hmm, people are probably not going to read it cover to cover. Of course, I would love mm-hmm. for people to do that, but most people aren't. But you know, what if they pick up and they go to chapter ten or chapter fifteen or chapter three? They can get something out of it, and then in there, there's references where they can look at the other chapters if they want to go further with it. So it's that's just how I wrote it. There's a lot of moving parts go uh, going on. That it was done mm-hmm. by design.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about. Um, the difference between, and you've already referred to it, the difference between self-worth and self-esteem um, and being able to feel appreciated. Can you further define that a little bit more?
2: Yeah, that's, uh, and you're going to get all different schools of thought on this, but the bottom line is when you take a look at self-esteem, what it, self-esteem really relies on what other people think of. About you and interestingly it, a person's self- esteem could be raised or lowered as a result of what other people say about you, and you know mm-hmm. not, uh, like what we're talking about here women uh, well, mm-hmm. i mean it's true uh, of all humans but let's let's keep it on topic with what you know your show uh, Right. About. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a woman who, and uh, obviously I'm not picking on women or men, but if you have a woman who feels that her self-esteem is low, well, I, it, the chances are pretty much 100, close to 100% that there's something going on in her life and someone who is, in essence, she's allowing that person to raise it or lower it so to speak so self-esteem is what other people is is when you let other people run your life so to speak self-worth comes from within and it's not Mm -hmm. self-worth is not dependent on what other people think about you it's what you feel Mm -hmm. about you in fact i talk about this in my book and I have a program, Breakthrough to Achieve, and I also do this with people who do one-on-one calls with. I have a, a little exercise. I ask, I ask the question, well, what is it about who you are that brings value to the world? So you would ask yourself, what is it about who I am that brings value to the world?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And just answer it. You can say, well, what is it about who I am that brings value to my relationships? What is it about who I am that brings value to my family? You get the idea because when you do that, that's a way to raise your self-worth because it's what is, what is it about who I am? Not what mm-hmm. anyone else thinks of me or thinks I should be. Well, what is it about who I am it brings value to the world? Let me mention one other thing about this because I, I had a woman who was in my Breakthrough to Chi program. And real quick, because it ties in perfectly with what we're talking with your show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, was, she was in her early 40s at that time. She was living in Johannesburg, South Africa. She was married to a guy and it, it, uh, two kids. She was in the computer industry, but she wanted to do what I do. Mm -hmm. And her husband would basically want her to stay at home. Their marriage was on the outs. husband wanted her to stay at home. You know, she said what she wanted to do. He laughed at her, you know, that type of thing. And when I, and I had her ask this question, I, I, I had to answer the question, well, what about who I ended up bringing value to the world? When I first had her do it, she says, I can't come up with one thing. I said. Let's look further. And I worked with her. Then she ended up coming up with, I think it was about 40 different things.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And mm-hmm. it made a difference because, because ultimately what she did was she moved out, she moved to Australia, and she went on to do what I do. Oh. So that's what she. So, plus she had the two kids, so that was really the issue. But the point is she had a very low self-worth by her own admission. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I had her do this exercise, and it made a difference because – this, the guy she was with, you know, her self-esteem was in essence being controlled by that. What he thought about her, she let that get to her. Right. Whereas this broke through that. So big difference. Self Always come from self-worth and ask yourself that question. What is it about who I am that brings value to the world? It's a very simple question, but when you take the time to come up with those answers, you'll there'll be a transformation and you'll see a big difference. Yes.
1: Um, I like that you use, do you use that, what is your... What is the question that you use with that?
2: With her? What is it about? Well, the way the way a person would ask it of themselves, they would say, what is it about who I am that brings Mm -hmm. value to the world? And then you divide it into the seven areas of life. Yeah. You can divide it into any area. You could say, well, what is it about who I am that brings value to my career? What is it about who I am that brings value to my children? Mm -hmm. What is it about who I am that brings value to myself? What is it about who I am that brings you get the idea? Right, the because they're not whatever.
1: always the same. I mean, we like to think we're a whole, but there are different areas of our life that are, we have different uh, yeah. scales, um, values uh-huh. that we need to yeah. realize. Yeah, that's a good exercise.
2: Well, well, the whole idea of doing it is to get as detailed and specific as possible, because it's the details and specifics that make the difference in people's lives. <laughs> I've, I've also put out... Oh, Go ahead. Well, just let me say this, because everyone's situation is different. So for Mm -hmm. her, the woman I told you, it may be her children for you, and it may be your career for someone else. It's Mm -hmm. something different. It just depends.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've also found out, Cheney, that um, um, many times we aren't – We don't know that information. We've never been asked to state it, to get clear about it, to even acknowledge it. And so when you ask somebody to write that down on a piece of paper, it stops so many people because they have to think about it. Oh, my gosh, do I do I really see this as a value? And it's a value if you think it's a value. It's not a value if somebody else thinks it is or not. It has to be your believing, right?
2: Yeah, that's the key. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm skipping ahead, as you said, was able for us to do. (laughs) (laughs) On Chapter 19, (laughs) I picked out some of the chapters and some of the headings that I particularly liked. And, And there was one in there maybe I should save this for when we talk about relationships it was because it's quite interesting I'm going to save it till we get to relationships so yeah, I have a, mind.
2: I, I have a story that I'm going to most likely share when we get to that
1: oh good that, well that's- you talk about very early and I kind of want to go to the front of the book um, passing the gratitude test and talking about gratitude and we we know from our experience, you and I as coaches, that gratitude is the the quickest way to raise one's vibration and, um happiness and get them to a point of feeling better. So I'd like for you to talk a little bit about the gratitude um, in chap-
2: one of your earlier chapters. Well, basically what it comes down to is and this is going to, in f- some ways, I don't want to say fly in the face of what most people say, but it's it's that and just certain things people are not aware of. Gratitude is not this positive, positive type of thing. It's embracing both sides of life, as I like to say. So, in fact, I have a, uh, it's a quote, in every blessing, there's a hidden crisis, and in every crisis, there's a hidden blessing. And that's something to really think about because mm-hmm. that right there sums up gratitude because... Mm-hmm when someone is when someone is in a true state of gratitude, they're going to look at the different situations in their life
3: mm-hmm.
2: whether it went whether it's a past relationship or whatever it was or something that went their way and didn't go their way and they and they're going to look at the equal amount of benefits and drawbacks to that situation so let's say it's a, let's say someone was in a quote unquote bad relationship and they feel they were betrayed you know and all that stuff well the way you pass the gratitude test it is, well, you look at what were the benefits and drawbacks to being in that relationship because when you've seen an equal amount, that's when you're grateful. Not mm-hmm. only the positives, you look at both sides because there's always two sides to every situation and every event in life. And far too many people want to not see it that way, but that's life. And that is actually one of – that is what the main theme of my book. Mm-hmm. Now, and it if was, you read the book yeah. throughout, I talk about that throughout the book. It's both sides. So that's gratitude. That's passing the gratitude test. So for everyone listening, look in your life. Look at the different situations, particularly the ones that didn't go the way you wanted, and look at, well, what were the benefits? What came out of that that benefited your life? And that's mm-hmm. going to allow you to get into a state of gratitude. That's how you pass that gratitude test. Mm-hmm. Most of us
1: in the beginning, when we get to this gratitude test, It takes a little work because we haven't been doing it, so it's kind of like a muscle you have to get. So are you saying that while we're experiencing the grief or the sadness that we actually stop and uh, review and ask to see the gratitude in the situation?
2: Well, ideally, that's why I wrote the book. That's why I do what I do, because it's to make people aware, as I like to say, when they're in the heat of the moment. Right. And and things are not going away, because it's one thing to listen to me speak on this interview. It's one thing to listen to anybody speak. And you say, yeah, that sounds great, great. But what about when you – what if like, there's people listening to this. They're listening to this. Wow, that sounds great. But then after we're done, they go and live their lives. (laughs) And if they forget what we spoke about here, when the heat of the battle, you know, when that moment uh, comes up then it's all out the window. So the whole purpose here is to get people to remember what I spoke about here or anyone, whoever's speaking. Mm -hmm. And when that moment comes up to say, ah, you know, I heard Cheney say this or I heard whoever say this. Now I could take the step back and go, ha, you know, now I can apply what I heard and have it work for me. And let's face it, it's no it's. I don't want to say normal, but it's understandable that when we get in those moments, they're emotional, we get in the heat Mm -hmm. of the battle, we have a tendency to forget certain things. That's why we're doing, that's why we do shows like this, to Mm -hmm. make people mindful of that. So when it comes up, they know what to do.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. Yes. I think, you know... Asking and finding that gratitude in all those situations. In the beginning, can be a challenge. But I do agree. It is very, very worth it. And
2: and it's actually like you said, because you said a really cool thing, that muscle, to to train that gratitude muscle, to train Mm -hmm. it. And this is how we do it, to be mindful Mm -hmm. of it, to be aware of it. Mm
1: -hmm. Now, we all know that there are people along the way that, influences just as like I talked about Jack in my intro but I want you to share with us the people that really gave you the benefit and gave the were your mentors in your life and you talk about your father um, and a couple other people so would you like to tell us about that I love some of your well,
2: stories in the book well, it, well, thank you about that there's six people who, as of right now, who have a special place in my heart. Now, this is outside of family. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned them in, in my book. Four, four of them are still alive. One of them mm-hmm. is my stepfather who passed away. He, mm-hmm. the, he's the first person I talk about right in the first chapter, the first uh, him. Mm-hmm. I talk about him. Uh, so, from the non. You know mentor well he is a mentor, but he was one of them if you look at mentors in my industry John D martini who's in a secret he's he uh, he's another one so those mm-hmm. two just off the top of my head I mean there's a few others yeah. but particularly my my stepfather because he oh. was the one who who i yeah I understand Growing up I, I was a shy kid and I was an outgoing <laughs> but when he came into my life he He used to place people in jobs, and his thing was, you know, you got to be a go-getter. You got to be outgoing. So I picked it up from him, and, you know, that got Mm -hmm. me to get on the phone, to be sociable. So I got that from him. So he was Mm -hmm. one of the big mentors in my life, even though he was – I lived under the same roof with him for 13 years.
1: Mm -hmm. So – and he came into your life at what age?
2: I was six and a half going on seven Mm-hmm. And when I was 20, him and my mother separated, so 13 years. Mm, very strong influence. Yeah, we need those people that
1: can... Do you, Would you say he saw in you something that needed to be brought
2: out? Well, look... Back then, I didn't see it that way. But looking back on it now, he he never said it, but I would pro- I would say yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my mm-hmm. sense on it now. Looking mm-hmm. back at it, because yeah, keep in mind back then I wasn't coming from the place that I am now. So, but I am able to look back and put myself back in that situation and go, hmm, you know what? And yeah, you know, you were mm-hmm. that up, and I I would say yes for sure. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I think, do
1: you think there's value in going back and making a list and talking about the qualities those people brought out in us? Would there be value in that, Cheney?
2: Oh, uh, uh, absolutely, because I did it with him. And (laughs) I I didn't do it when I was living under, you know, it it was him and my mother. Uh And I didn't really do it back then, but, you know, when I look back at it now, I'm looking at it and going, hmm, now I see where I got the outgoingness from getting on the phone mm-hmm. with people, like, mm-hmm. especially in person, because if you would have told me back then that I'd be doing radio shows and interviews, I'd say, you're out of your mind, and it doesn't bother me, whether in person mm-hmm. or or like we're doing it. I got it from him. He was like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Important
2: people in our lives, the changes,
1: I had an Aunt Pauline. Aunt Pauline was wonderful. She accepted me for, as I was, no telling me what to do. So we all have those people, and they are very memorable. We can remember them without any problem. So, yes, I agree with you on that. Um, talk to me about, there's a chapter on who you really are. In finding out who you really are one of, the, one of the clever things I think that you do in this book is you bring in like the wizard of Oz syndrome and other topics like that you must have gone off on this wonderful journey because the use of your words are so um, relatable to so many of us but tell us about the wizard of Oz syndrome and, and discovering who you really are
2: I've never gotten asked that one before, but I, I I'm glad I am. And that and that one truthfully, that that just I remember when I was sitting down and writing that and it just it just came up right on the cuff because the whole idea behind that is we've all seen the wizard of Oz. We all know what happened. Well mm-hmm. when when you saw the movie for the first time, I'm sure every person was thinking, This wizard is this mean, big guy, and then when Toto pulls the curtain, you know the whole story, and you see this old guy in there, he didn't appear what he seemed to be. Right, And the whole point, and I figured, okay, that's a pretty good metaphor to use because people, and again, I'm not picking on people, I'm just, what I'm saying here is the intent is to help people become aware and to realize certain things. Well, most, or let me say far too many people act one way in public, but behind closed doors, they're a totally different person. Yeah. In mm-hmm. other words, people put up f- f- facades. Yes. And I understand that behind closed doors. I mean, you don't really want to go around and reveal everything about you because there is a degree of humbleness that's involved. However, <laughs> if, you're, if you're okay, if people were, like I talk about this in, in my book, you know, if, people, if you are on TV 24 hours a day and people saw you 24 hours a day and the things that you really... Don't like about yourself or wouldn't want people to know, but if they found out, would you have a problem with that? And that's actually an, another metaphor I use, but it's the whole Wizard of Oz syndrome, if you will. But when, if people were to find out who you really are, would, would you really care?
3: Mm-hmm. That,
2: and that was the whole point of it, because the wizard was made up to be this guy who's his larger-than-life guy. But when you found out who he really was, he was actually a pretty reasonable, down-to-earth guy. Now. Yeah. He, you know even though he was putting up that front in the movie of being this wizard well people like i said people do that in in life and the whole idea is to not do that to be consistent and just to be who you are just be who you are if you know there's going to be people what i'll say this there's there's a law of life that I like to say, and it is no matter what you do in life, there's always, always, always going to be people who are going to like you and dislike you, support you and challenge you, praise you and criticize you equally no matter what. The question is who is it going to be? So you might as well be yourself in the process because at least when you're being yourself, you can live with that. If you're trying to be someone else and people are going to do that, that's when people just don't like who they are. Right. And that's what it comes down to.
1: yeah, we're going to take a, a break here and uh, here for some of our sponsors. And when we come back, Chaney will be take Chaney Weiner will be t- telling us more about his book and his philosophy of helping people reunite with who they are and get to live the life that they were meant to live. So we will be coming back in just a moment, and I hope you'll be with us.
0: Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break.
3: com or by calling 903-287-0747 Welcome back to
0: this segment of Second Wave. Joyce Buford the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose fulfillment and ease Now here's our host author and coach Joyce Buford
1: Welcome back. We are having a fascinating discussion with Cheney Weiner today. And he is, has, we're primarily talking about his book that he has written, uh, because this is your life. And his real desire to help people realize their human potential and personal development through personal development. So back on to helping share or sharing some more of these great ideas. Um, one of the big topics I think that everybody has to um, deal with or understand and go through, some of us r- arrive at adulthood with a better image of ourselves than others, but it's loving, learning to love ourselves. So, I wanted Janie to talk a little bit about that on the show today. He does in his book, of course. But would you share that with us, some of the topics that you talked about? There's a fascinating story with Gino in there.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well, let me just say this, and... There's a misconception out there about what it means to love yourself. People. I know growing and I talk about this in the book, people growing up, or at least when I was growing up, would think that, well, when you love yourself, it's only a me-me-me attitude. I only care about myself, I'm you know, conceited, mm-hmm. stuck up. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are people who are like that, but that's not what I mean and what we're talking about on a show like this. And I mentioned in my book. When I was growing up, this my friend. His name is Gino. He lived next door to me. He was three years younger than me. Well, he was one of those kids who he was. Well, when I met him, he was like twelve, thirteen. But he was one of those kids who was, who, who could pass for eighteen, not nineteen. You know, he was he was far beyond his years. And mm-hmm. people around the neighborhood thought he was stuck up. He lo- you know, he loved himself. He was this, you know, that kind of thing. He was above everyone else. But what they didn't see with this kid is that his parents owned a bakery, and mm-hmm. he was up at like. Three in the morning helping him out, and then he'd come back and go to school at seven seven thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. so they didn't see that side of him, but I saw the side of him that other people didn't see, yeah, yes. I saw it the other side where you know I said it in, but he would like comb his hair, he'd make himself look good, which is fine, but see, mm-hmm. other people had an issue with that because he was being more outgoing about it. Everybody else wasn't. But yet behind closed doors, they were like that, which was Mm. ironic Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I knew some of these people. But the point is, yeah, he loved himself, but in a a way that wasn't – because I knew him better than the other kids did, and he wasn't that stuck-up person, but he was perceived as that. So this whole idea about loving yourself, it's taking care of yourself first because how can you take care of someone else and love them if you don't love yourself first? That's really the big question right there. And it's about, and it's just knowing, really, it's knowing about who you are, you know, what is, like we said before, what is about who you are that brings value to the world? Just caring about yourself, because when you care about yourself and love yourself, other people will love you and care about you for who you are. That's what it comes Mm. down to. Yeah,
1: wonderful. You know, the airlines have this story right down, because they always say, put your mask on first.
2: And yeah, I was actually going to use that one, but were you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I. Yeah, well, yeah, like the, uh, the life the raft. <laughs> nah, I was.
1: You didn't next use that. that it's there. okay.
2: It's okay. I, I might have mentioned it in there, but I I've written about that, but what? I haven't spoken about that. of the airlines one. I have definitely used that one. Well, but it's it's a very good point.
1: I mean, they have it down, and they also, it's. It's a good reminder that if you don't take care of yourself first, you can't take care of the babies, you can't take care of your loved ones, you can't take care of the people around you. So if you've got no oxygen and you've run out of steam, you need to pay attention to that and act on that. Now, you know, many of my clients are women rebuilding their life after divorce. Which I went through twenty years ago, and I um, also know that Cheney has gone through that and experienced that. And then you put it in in chapter seventeen about relationships, and not I don't. I don't. How did you use that chapter?
2: Wow, there's a couple mm-hmm. things going on in that chapter. Yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> I, I brought in how I met my former wife and how that whole relationship basically unfolded and <laughs> ultimately how it came to an end and. <laughs> What I didn't mention in there, which I'm most likely going to mention in the next book, is the reason why that happened. And this is very relevant to everyone listening, because I'm sure there are people listening to this who are wondering, well, how come certain people are in a loving relationship or what some people see as the ideal relationship and other people are not? So so, I'm sure you have people listening who are saying, well, how come other people are and I'm not? Yes, that's a a good question. Well... There's a pretty good answer for it, and it's something I've actually been talking about lately. I didn't mention this in the book, but I do want to mention it here, and I'm going to get as brief as I can. And It really comes down to having a deep connection with somebody, Mm -hmm. and this is something that we could do a whole show on this alone because it's important to know we're we're all connected to each other in some way, but the people who you have, those caring, loving, long-lasting, what I'll call the ideal Mm -hmm. relationships with, there's going to be a deep connection between the two people. There's going to be what I call unspoken communication between each other. You'll, you'll be in sync with each other and you'll just know, you'll know the other, you'll, you'll get the other person. You'll know when to step back, when to give them alone time, when to challenge him, when to be supportive, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and again, there's a lot of, there's a lot that really goes into this. Now, let me give you an example. I want to share this story. Is that okay? Sure. All right. And I talk about this particular girl in my book in Chapter 12. Mm-hmm. This was – I'm going I'm to give age away here. <laughs> <laughs> I, this was back in 1984. I was mm-hmm. 19. She was 14. We met. We became boyfriend-girlfriend. We had a seven-month mm-hmm. relationship. I turned 20. She turned 15. Mm. Great relationship. Got along great. Her parents found out they put a stop to it because of the Mm. age difference. I took exception to it, and I'm leading up to a point here. I took exception to it because I felt it wasn't fair. Even though I was 20, she was 15, we were on the same level, which says a lot about me because I I was operating on a 15-year-old level at the time, and that's that's the truth. Mm -hmm. But they put a stop to it. I took exception to it. We lived underneath. I lived underneath her at the time. There was a falling out. We, we never broke up. We went our separate ways. I moved to Florida. She went on with, uh, with her life. We reconnected in 2010. We've been talking ever since. Mm. Okay. She, and this, and this is the point I'm leading up to. Two years after I was with her, she, well, she was 17. She met the guy who she is still married to. They have the ideal marriage. If you want mm. to see the ideal marriage, they have it. Two, two, uh, two, uh, two girls, ideal marriage. Mm-hmm. I knew him when I was with her. I knew him before I was with her. Ideal marriage. Mm-hmm. So we've been talking for since 2010, and we talk you know, about, about uh, three times a week. Me and her had this deep connection. We never broke up with each other, and we talk. And we, now even though I'm not with her anymore – I I still have that kind of connection with her, and that's one of the points I want to make because when you have that with somebody, you won't break up with that person. I, we never broke up. It was put to a stop, but something else to keep in mind here, if you're in a relationship with someone, just be aware of this because if you have an off-and-on relationship going and if you're in a relationship where you're trying to please somebody else and the other person is trying to tell you how to feel, all that kind of stuff, there's no deep connection there, and... I'm bringing it up because I want to say people, the aggravation of things to look for. Cause when you see this kind of stuff, it's a clear sign of that ain't the person that's oh. the point that I want to, that, yes. that's, that's what I want to get across here because mm-hmm. you'll know, you'll, you'll mm-hmm. know, you'll know mm-hmm. there won't be any breaking up. You'll have that. I, I know I'm being kind of general here, but these are certain things to look for with me and this particular girl. Yeah. We're not with each other, but she's with the guy who she had that connection with as well. Mhm. Mm-hmm. But I'm still on that level with her even though we don't have a relationship. So just right. certain things to be aware of with that. Look for that you know, to, because you never have to give up who you are just to please somebody else. That's also part of the whole loving yourself thing. Yeah, you never have to give up who you key. are just to please, to please someone key. else. Because when so- and this is the last thing I'm going to say. Is, when somebody gets you and who you are, they'll know. They'll mm-hmm. know when to give you your – Your space, your alone time. They'll know when they can. Like I said before, they'll know when they can challenge you. They'll know, they'll Mm -hmm. know, and you'll know too. And if that, and if you have someone in your life who is not like that with you, that's not the person,
1: right? For you, yeah. Good point. Good point, Cheney. In chapter nineteen, which is entitled "Finding the Courage to Change Your Life," you talk about the looking glass person. But the statement that I highlighted, and that's looking glasses, looking back at yourself, I suppose. But it's this is the sentence that you wrote. Um, and I may, be, you may need some intro. What this means is that every person in my life was reflecting back to me who I was at that time. And who I was is what was responsible for everything that had taken place in my life. Now, can you say more about that? It's that we choose yeah. what we
2: are. Yeah, we
1: putting out.
2: Yeah, or our That's, needs that's it, because the situations that we that you you me we all find ourselves in. They're not random. We put ourselves there to, to a very large de- a degree. And this really somewhat goes back to the whole self-worth, self-esteem mm-hmm. what, what we were talking about er- earlier because when, it, because when you have a high self-worth of yourself, you'll understand what you were just saying, this whole idea of we are all reflections of each other. And, and wherever you are, like in the book, when I wrote about that, I talk about a business opportunity that I went in. I paid mm-hmm. the person the money, and I basically was out fifty well thirty thousand to him, and sold all fifty thousand dollars. Well, that was a reflection to me because at the time I was unsure. I wasn't. I was kind of naive about business. I wasn't sure that kind of thing. Well, I wasn't sure about myself. Well, look what happened. I got an unsure situation.
3: Mm-hmm. I got
2: a lesson. I got. I mm-hmm. got. All reflection, most people would say, "Well, he ripped you off, and he and he did this. You can look at it like that. I didn't look at it like that. I put myself in a a situation that was a reflection of who I was at the time.-hm
1: mm-hmm. hmm. Ma- of your thinking of your maturity level, maybe or or yeah, um, you can look at, you pro- can look
2: at it like that too. yeah
1: yeah yeah well it, in relationships, you kind of pull in where you are, people that are at the same level as you. And that's if you're a needy person, you will pull in a person that is also dealing with some of the same issues.
2: Correct? And, mo- and most likely a controlling person. Oh. Not always, but, but you'll get that too. Yeah. Again, yeah. there's a lot of factors in, <laughs> involved. But again, mm-hmm. it's still like, like what I was saying a few minutes ago, that whole deep connection part of it. Because when you have that with someone, when, the, when somebody gets you. And mm-hmm. really knows who you are. None of that stuff comes into play. They'll they'll know you. That's yeah. like my former girlfriend. I told you about. Yeah. That mm-hmm. would have been me and her. We still have mm-hmm. that. We never broke up. But she's mm-hmm. with the guy now who she's been married to for twenty, going on twenty four years. They have that with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The It's the same thing. And she, you know, she told me she went through some of the stuff early on. But she also said that she always looked back at our relationship, mine and hers, and she basically said that I raised a bar for her on relationships, which is one of the two greatest compliments I ever got from someone. Oh, yeah. And, which is – I didn't mention this in the book, but – well, I mentioned part of it in the book. But again, it goes back to the whole self-worth thing, and she's the kind of person who – she's always had a pretty good self – no, she, she has a good self-worth. Mm-hmm. as it relates to, uh, to herself. She doesn't beat herself up or any of that. Well, that's why she has the kind of marriage she has. It's all mm-hmm. relative. You'll see it every time. Mm-hmm. The, the people who have the kind of marriages and even the divorces, there's going to be some of that low self. I'm just going to say it like it is. This is not a knock on anyone, but my former wife, pretty much by her own admission, she has low self-worth on, on herself. Well, that's why it didn't work out. You know, mm-hmm. I did all I could. I'm not blaming anyone because it takes two. Mm-hmm. It's always both sides. It's never a blame, well, he or she did this. It's both. You know, I right. threw that person into my life, and, you know, at, I, I guess you could say at the time when I brought her in, I don't want to say that I had a low self-birth, but I'm sure there were quote-unquote incompletes in my life at the time. We're talking 20 years ago when I met her. So right. I know at, at the time I had that. Now, just right. looking at it from today, if the person i am today if i was to put myself back then I, there's no way would i have gone for her at the time that's right. not anything bad to say but we point is we grow we learn and we grow as people
3: yeah the whole sure.
2: idea is not to re- the whole idea is not to repeat the same patterns over and over again that's the key right. right
1: well that speaks for where you and i are in the self help the wanting the need the wanting to change to teach to ex- you know, grow that's where we are, where our ex mates have grown in different directions. We grew in this direction, they grew in another one, so I think it great it brings big big valleys <laughs> big gorges in the marriage as God. that's my visual for the day, but we uh you do have a wonderful offer for. Um, my listeners today, you want to tell them about that?
2: It's my book. Hey, it's, that's a good book. I, I'm going to say, <laughs> say it like this. When you get the book from me, from my site, mm-hmm. the book is free. I just ask people to pay the shipping and handling and let me make this clear right now. I don't make money off the book. Anyone who has a book knows you don't make money off the book. I just ask for the shipping and handling to cover the cost. Cause I actually, I lose about $2 a book. Yeah. So <laughs> just to let people know, I want to be upfront about that. So, yes, the book itself is free. I just ask for the shipping and handling. If you get the book at Amazon, $17 there. But when you get it from me, I also include a three part video training on what does it take to stay focused? Ah, oh, wonderful. So that, so that's included. At Amazon, you don't get that. It's $17 over there. So, mm. Well, they people, get the book. I leave people in- with the choice. Yeah, I leave people with the choice. If they choose not to get the book, I'm okay with that, too. I would yeah. love for them to get the book, of course.
1: Yeah. So if they wanted to go get their book from you, where would they go, Cheney?
2: They can either get it from my, my chaneywire.com site, or the site for the book is because becausethisisyourlife.com. Oh,
1: okay. Whoa. All right. Um, and uh, you want to spell your, your name for them?
2: Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't do that. <laughs> C-, <laughs> C-, C C H A N E Y W E I N E R dot com. Great. Or you
1: can go to the book, which the book is because this is your life.com. Dot dot yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we have talked a lot about your book. And about your work. Now, you give workshops and do one-on-one coaching. Is that correct? I have
2: the one. I have the one-on-one calls. I have my Breakthrough to Achieve program, which is involves one-on-one calls, and there's other stuff that comes along with it. There's there's different steps in my program. Mm -hmm. I have actually. I offer one-on-one calls in there. uh, um, um, A monthly video training. And there's two case studies in there, and there's Q&A calls, weekly Q&A calls in that as well.
1: So there's lots of reasons, listeners, out there for you to go to Cheney's website for sure, because he offers all of this on his website, and just getting his videos and other information would be beneficial. But it's always great, I think, to go and and just look at someone's website and see all of the goodies they do offer. And
2: if you have, do they, do you have a membership site? No, I don't. I have my, my breakthrough to achieve program, like I mentioned, but I don't have an actual membership site, but I will say this. When you go on the site, I check out the podcast. I've been putting up on average one a day and I have Mm. 50, I think I'm 57. I'm going to do a few more. So it, It'll be at sixty by the time people read this, and I awesome. talk about some of the stuff I talk about here, but in in, in more detail. So check check that out because there's because mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff in there that I talk about some of the stuff from the book, some of the stuff from my program. Obviously, I can't get into everything on there because I. Because, re- again, the reason I have, obviously, the call, the one-on-one calls at my program is because everybody's situation is different. So everyone has specific mm. details and situations as it relates to them and their situation. That's why I have the calls, the podcast, and even shows like this are a good general re- reminder. And, hey, my thing is if someone <laughs> can listen to this show or one mm-hmm. of my podcasts and they can take what, what we're talking about and bring it into their life and work for them and, and have it work for them, great. Then they don't need to do a one-on-one call with me or on my program. But if they can't, I have that there for them as well.
1: Mm. Well, I really encourage you also, listeners out there, that if you go to, when you go to Chaney's website, that you leave your name and address so that he can get back to you if he offers something okay. that may be of interest to you in the future. So that's really important to leave that name and address. when you. Do you have someplace other than the giveaway that they would do that, Chaney? Well, they,
2: well basically your book. Yeah. Uh they could do it for the book. It's mostly for uh, for the book.
1: Yeah, great. I mean that's a no brainer <laughs> to get that book for seven dollars plus handling. So we are so what's in the future for Cheney?
2: Well, I'm doing these podcasts and I have another book that I have about half done. Not ah. all together yet, but I already got that. Some of it's left over from this. It's like very little is left over. There's just a certain piece that I didn't put in in the in, in my first book that's going to go in here, but it's a it's a different topic as well. So that's, mm. I I got going on, and like I said, my podcast and my well, it's mostly the podcast I'm doing and what I write about and stuff along that line. Yeah,
1: one of the questions and, and I and always yes, one of the questions that I always like to ask my guests: and What was the defining moment that said to you, "You want to make a change, you want to go in this direction, you want to teach, you want to spread the word"? What was that
2: moment for you, Cheney? Well, it kind of two of them, but they really are the same. I have I come from the fitness I come from a fitness background and like I mentioned earlier when I had that 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 quote unquote failed business opportunity which was in mm-hmm. two thousand six that's when I, that's when I transitioned out and into personal development because the thing was when I was in fitness I was helping people get in shape lose weight and people came to me for motivation. I don't motivate people. I inspire them. And I couldn't bring in the other areas of life, couldn't bring in, because when someone was coming to me for, to lose weight, there's other factors that come into play, what's going mm-hmm. on in their personal lives, their career, you know, just different areas of life. I, people weren't paying me for that. They were paying me to show them how to exercise. So that was yeah. one of the things that got me out of that. And then when I had that quote unquote failed business opportunity, I, I was kind of at first be, uh, beating myself up and geez, right. you know how did this happen to me? And, and then I had the revelation one day that back in, well, it was like 2009, 2010 along because I had already transitioned in and then I had that revelation. Well, all that stuff happened for well or, or that, all those so-called negative things that took place happened for, a reason it got me into what I'm doing now, and that's when I had mm-hmm. the aha moment, pretty much.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, and where did you
1: start when you decided to go this path, this direction, through Starting
2: getting a coach or through reading, or? I just, I that's a good question. I really haven't had anyone ask it in that way yet. I, I, I would say that it's a combination of. Just intuitively loving to do this. Because like I said, with the fitness, I like doing that. But I knew they were – I've always been the kind of person where there's other areas of life. They all work together. Mm-hmm. I thought I would have been able to, to do it with the fitness. So I always kind of had that background. Mm-hmm. I also – when I went to college, I did a minor in psychology. But that really mm-hmm. wasn't the reason why. It was just – you know, you could say I really picked it up from my stepfather, Carl. one Mm -hmm. one of my mentors because I kind of got it from him in a way Mm -hmm. and it just over time, it just, you could say manifested into what it is now. Mm -hmm. It's always been there. It it was just a matter of which way to go about it. I thought fitness was the way to go. It wasn't. So I had that situation come up. I had that aha moment and I transitioned out and here I am.
1: Well, you do still get to do a little of it when you do your physical. <laughs> when you work in that yeah. realm of it, you can kind of talk about it. But isn't it interesting how sometimes we get messages early in our life. We choose other directions. Then we get another message. We either pick up on it or we go another direction. But we're always called back to what we really love to do if we're Not searching. Sure. If we're searching. Um You know, and that's to me the key is, and because your book says it, because this is your life, this is the reason we kept growing and we keep searching for and using our talents in whatever we choose to do. Yeah. I love it, love it, love it. Well, it has been such a pleasure to talk with you today, Cheney. Um, I love your book. I love the way you wrote it. You presented it. It deals with every facet of our lives, and so it's a great um, handbook for uh, growth and change and thought provocation provo- on our time, on our our part. So, thank you very much for giving us your time today. Um, thank you. Yeah. So, I wish you the best in the future on that next book, and uh, I just want you to continue the good work. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, as we go through this week, I hope you'll put this on your schedule, that you'll be going to Cheney Weiner's dot com and that's c-h-a-n-e-y w-e-i-n-e-r and get his book sign up for his giveaway and start living his principles his information and put them into your life it's all about growth and changing tomorrow enriching today so that you are not on the wheel and repeating those things that don't produce quality for your life. I thank you so much for being with us today, sharing your time, and I hope that you'll tell somebody about Second Wind with Joyce so they can start listening to this great information. Thank you for being with us today. We'll talk next week.